Welcome to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Good morning and a merry, happy Xmas 2021 Poetry Outlaws. This is my little uh, recap of Season 3 and intro to Season 4. Uh, season 3, we had uh, all kinds of, um, well, we had lots of poems because that's what we have on this podcast. We had poems from anthologies like The Revolving City and Planet Earth, uh, both uh, based in reading series. And we had uh, interviews, we had homages, we had uh, my little thing that makes me go grr about the poetic economy or lack thereof. And uh, we had lots of listener choice poems. So the way I've been running the past three seasons has been essentially take a bunch of time to record interviews and readings of poems and and to do homages and mini lectures and so forth. And then when I've accumulated, say, a couple of weeks worth of episodes to start a season, and the seasons, of course, have varied in length. The first one was extensive with about 80 episodes. The second one and the third one were between, I think, 27 and 30 episodes. And I think that the way the world is going these days, uh, things being up and down, that I will record season four as a more erratic uh, series of episodes so that I can do it, you know, on the go when I'm back and forth between Vancouver and Edmonton. I'm working in film. I'm tutoring and editing. I'm I'm doing my other um, sources of, of work and, and joy. And then I don't feel like I have to release an episode every day, but maybe I'll release a couple a week. Maybe I'll release one every other week, uh, depending on when I get the chance to do interviews. There will probably be more homages this season. And every single one of my interview subjects will submit to me a listener's choice poem for sure. Uh, I have no doubt there'll be other mini grr lectures and, uh, I'm hoping, as well as some more anthologies, that I'm going to be able to do uh, a few more solid uh, focused profiles on particular poets, perhaps those underestimated, underread, uh, forgotten, uh, dismissed in today's too fast to pass by culture. So I'm sitting here on this Christmas morning with my cats. I'm looking out the window with the birds. I've just fed uh, seeds to in the snow. It's minus 28. And I would love to start season four with an amazing interview conversation that I had with Catherine Bittney when I was just on a road trip to Winnipeg. So I'm glad you're back, word musicians, and please enjoy. Welcome to season four of Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, and I'm here in Winnipeg at the home of Catherine Bittney, the beautiful 1886. 
89 home of Catherine Bittney. Absolutely glorious place of, of brick and wood and uh, roses in the middle of the table and utter magic. And I happened to be here on a road trip and I thought, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to talk to one of my favorite human beings in the whole world. And <laughs> I'm going to introduce her, and then she's going to read a wonderful piece, and then we're going to uh, talk about poetry and everything that comes into my wild little mind. So Catherine Bittney is the author of four books of poetry, a collection of essays on nature, and the text for a choral piece. A fifth collection of poems is under construction. Would you like to let us know what the title is? Currently, its working title is Utesita. Ut to see yes, it's a, it's an old term for for sitting out. Oh, yes. beautiful! Catherine has worked as an editor, mentor, writing instructor, and arts juror for over three decades. She lives, gardens, and writes in Winnipeg. And we met each other, probably the either the late nineties or early two thousands, something like that. I yeah. think it was it not in Vancouver. I could have been through the league. Yes. When, it was the league AGM. Yes, it yeah. was the league AGM. And yeah. I went because there was the Anne Chemigalski, uh, uh lecture. Right. And, and Anne Chemigalski was Catherine's, is Catherine's mother. Right. Yes. And that's right. You went for the lecture. Yes. Um, and then, so that was early, maybe 2004? Something like that. Something it was like early, that. yeah, it was quite a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. And then I, and then I came to Winnipeg in 2006. Yes. And we did that. Three Catherine's the, reading. Yes, the Catherine sandwich. The Catherine sandwich reading at yes. the uh, Aqua Aqua Books. Yes, yes. That is now yeah. Kaputsky. Oh, long, oh, long, long since. since. Yes, yeah. yes. That was a wonderful reading. And then since then, I've come and stayed here on yeah. many tours, and you've always been exquisitely hospitable. You and Andrews Taskins, uh, yeah. the dearly um, beloved. Yes, um, Andrus. So, Catherine, would you read your delectable piece, Crow? I shall. Okay. So you listen to Crow, poor fool. You, not the crow. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, and you, you fancy yourself an artist, a listener to the land. Crow at least keeps his feet tight around the earth, his wings firm in the wind. What do you do? Flop here, flop there, plod along the sidewalks, up the road. You yourself a walker, but know how do you walk with the ease of crow, his bounce. Here's the thing. You are human. He is crow, bird, walker in two worlds, easy, maybe three. Wouldn't you love to do that? <laughs> Wouldn't you just spread your body out? Atoms thinning, moving further and further apart until you are tall as the tree crow sits in, watching you. Say you do this. Say you reach the top and look him in the eye. Or push your legs down into the earth and tangle your feet with the tree's long roots. And crow in his high perch, laughing his shiny black head off. <laughs> You're just another shaman to him, practicing the bigs and the littles, hoping for a pat on the head. From Crow, just a disdainful peck. And you wish you could see with his eyes, too, farther than a human like you could hope to do. Just when you think you got it, penetrated the veils, so to speak, there they all are laughing. That's your journey, and you'll take it. Yes!
<laughs> oh, that's so lovely. I couldn't help chuckling. Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, yeah. crows are trickster. Crow is a trickster. Yes. You and I are both drawn to crows. Yes. Uh, I, I'm always being told I love the shiny things. Mm. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, all the corvids love them. Yes, that's right. So crows and poets, so that's my first question. Crows and poets are certainly not dissimilar. How and why is the crow a kind of muse for you? Um, particularly in this poem, um, I happen to be literally sitting out in my porch, as I mm. did every evening um, when I was writing a lot of the poems here, and I was watching the crows mm. and uh, and thinking about all the all the lore about crows, such mm. as that they they walk in with two worlds, that they're tricksters, and and they're very abundant here. Um, so uh, it was as though I was I was, I was watching. Um, they're uh, actually them kind of laughing at me. <laughs> they're, they're they're disdain, not exactly disdain, but but you know they love to they love to make fun of yeah, things. Yeah, they're cheeky. They're very cheeky. Yeah. They they love to play. Yeah, um, which is of course why they they have the kind of lore that they do. And yeah, they're, they're they're very abundant here, and I think there's a colony of them just a few blocks away. So, Are there? Is there ever a murder of crows that, that descend? Yes, yes there's yes. A, there, that particular not one of those gigantic murders. Those but are there's amazing. A, there, I, I've. Um, I remember being in Vancouver once yep. with my brother Mark, and he and he said, "No, we're going to stand here and watch." And this oh, murder of crows went stunning. Yeah, it was like clouds going by. Yeah, yeah. Every so, night we have crow time in Vancouver, and they all pass over. Yeah. and they have the migration to their pre-roost. And they all hang out in their pre-roost before night falls. Yeah. And I used to work at a McDonald's when I was 15, and across the street was a forest, and that's where they all settled yeah. in thousands. Yeah. Oh, it was magnificent. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say there's thousands up here, yeah. but there's certainly dozens. Mm -hmm. And they're right in, there's certain trees mm. that they, they settle in. So, no great murder, but... <laughs> A minor skirmish. A minor skirmish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how would you say that there are, that crows are like poets? Would you say that, or would you say uh, crows are superior to poets? Well, <laughs> I think they, they certainly seem to to really um, invite poets to write poems. I mean, think <laughs> Lorna, Lorna Crozier's yes. about yeah. them. It, 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 a lot of um, yeah. what the crow said. That's you know, right. Everybody, particularly, I guess, on the prairies. Yeah. Um, people from the prairies have. Have uh, have been inspired by or or uh, or perhaps prodded mm -hmm. by by crows to to write about them. Much more so the crows than the magpies. Yes, uh, much more so, and more than the ravens. Yeah, even though there are ravens here, um, and there are, we don't so much have magpies in in yeah, Winnipeg. We have tons in Edmonton. Yeah, Way they, more magpies than crows. Yes, there seem to know? be much more northerly. Um, yeah. we, but we've got a lot of ravens and a lot of crows, and uh, and a lot of the time you'll see the crows chasing the ravens. Oh, of course. Yeah, because they're they're all mass, and the ravens oh, yeah. are often more solitary. Yes, they are much more right? so. Yeah. Yeah. So even though the ravens are quite a bit bigger, mm. but I have to say that when it comes to voice, mm. um, I love the voice of the raven. Mm, yes, the croak that versus deep the croak. It just hits me somewhere in oh. the lower chakras. Always, you know? always. <laughs> yeah. 
I know, and I always call out, you know, hi, Raven. Like, yeah, I always I have to too. greet the Raven. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it always seems like some kind of, you know, beneficence of the passage yeah. of the croak. It, you yes, know? and it, it seems to me that they're always pa uh, they're always patrolling yes. the land. Yes, Watching the land. That's uh, right. In a way that, that I don't think any other bird does. No. That I, I feel yeah. connected to. Yeah. But, but, uh, and the crows are almost telling the stories they of the Raven's the, passage. They do. <laughs> you know? uh, but they're much, they're, they've got a better sense of humor than Raven's. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens take themselves too seriously. They do. They're I novelists. So. They're <laughs> But but crows are are just I mean this is it they laugh at you yeah he's like oh you think you're a shaman huh you think you're not <laughs> and, and poets have to laugh at themselves too because well, how do we survive this, this world this is the point here <laughs> we got to take ourselves down a notch constantly right? I think that I think that's the point a, yeah. a good point uh, part of the point of this poem you know that that we have to be able to laugh at ourselves yes um, as as our artists mm -hmm. uh, and not mm -hmm. take ourselves so seriously that we uh, you know we're, forget the point of we, why we're creating art at what all we're doing because yeah. you know the crow is going to say well, i don't yeah. care <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me nope. <laughs> so it's so true it tells you to laugh at yourself there yes you go. yes excellent answer so why a prose poem here what does this form say about the content how the long lines and random stanzas respond to the subject matter I, you know, I never thought about it when I was writing it. Of course not. That's no, that's for me. To that's do. for you to think about. <laughs> and I look at it and I think, well, it 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 just came out that way, <laughs> as it often does. Yes. And then afterwards, you look at it and you go, hmm, how is this making it stronger that it's not a lyric, a long lyric piece, for instance? Yeah. What is it about this reaching out of the lines and this jumping back and forth and this randomness, this erraticness, you know? Yeah. How is that like your subject matter? I guess because uh, this a crow poem just wouldn't do in a, I mean, it, in a tight format, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I must write a Linnell or a what a, yeah. whatever the Huzzles or whatever it is that everybody's writing these days. Huzzles, Huzzles, Huzzle or Gazzle or I don't know, Guzzle. Guzzle, whatever the heck it is. The, it, you can't contain a crow, um, and you can't contain, uh, uh, but but you can uh, you can let them fly. Mm. You can let them make the, the line. You can... This you is know, their flight path. It's right kind across of the a page. flight path and it stops and then it flies. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a flight path. One of the things I note, I shouldn't say this, but when I note about my own poetry is that it always has a, a rhythm. Yes. Um, as it should. As it should. You know? But it always has days. a... It, it, it's, it seems to make itself. Now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this is what happened here, I think. I mean, organically. That, it just, yes. It, yeah. it organically does. And it knows when to to be short and knows when it to be yes. long. And I guess that's how poems should be. So but is that your breath, your particular yes, breath? Yes, it's yeah. my breath. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's how I breathe and how I mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, um, and mm -hmm. how I'm, I'm. Maybe I'm speaking to the crow. I don't yes. know. But I'm also watching it hop. I'm watching right. it fly. Right, um, which has a long breath. It doesn't have a tight, constricted. No, breath, no, it know? sure as heck doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, but then it'll suddenly land somewhere, and then it'll. It'll caw at you, or caw at you, or you know, or drop or something on your head. Yeah, yeah, they do that. They can be quite. They can be quite uh, oh, nasty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They yeah. they dive bomb people in. Oh Vancouver, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, they do, especially when it's uh, when nesting got, season. Nest, nesting yeah. season, because yeah. they, they they and their and their nestlings are just starting to 
to, you know, uh, get get out of the... Yeah, nest. and you walk beneath the nest. Yeah, and, and it's like... Oh, pe- You're pe- a pe- threat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they remember. They remember. Oh, they've got great memories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I believe corvids are the smartest birds in the world, mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Yes, um, they are Them brilliant. and the parrot family, but mm-hmm. I, I... But they don't fly around here, so we don't no, have they the don't. same so engagement we'll, we'll with them. No, they don't, so we'll stick with the, <laughs> with the corvids. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah. They're less annoying than parrots, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Parrots are so particular, though. You yeah, know, they I remember are. my ex's mother had a parrot, and if I sat down in the wrong seat at the table... It would say, get up, get really? your right seat. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Really bossy. <laughs> Super bossy. Which, wow. You know, or you think of like uh, Brian Brett's parrot, Tuco, that Joe Rosenblatt wrote about in his uh, Parrot oh, yeah. Fever book. And, you know, I stayed at Brian Brett's once with Joe. And in the middle of the night, suddenly we heard, Brian, Brian, who's in the house, Brian? <laughs> that was a bloody parrot. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe said it scared it so much he spilled his scotch everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know, yeah. I, I think I will stay away from the parrot family. <laughs> Stick with the Corbett's. That's right. That's a wise move. Yes. Okay, so my third question that's specifically about this poem is, and it's also a larger, it's actually a, quite a huge question i got to throw one of these in at least once. Can art be ecological at its core? Is language able to encompass the other? Here you show the crow superior to the human. Or do you? Does this personification, to essentially not personify, act as a movement towards the humbling of humanity in the face of nature? Well, that is a good part of it, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, you're not, don't you fancy yourself a... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a listener to the land. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, he knows what he's doing, and you—you're uh, just fancying yourself. Uh, you right. Know, um, and I think, um, and the crow knows that. You're playing with the roles. You're playing more? at it, or he's watching to see that you know. Are you? You, you're you doing may it be, right. Are you doing it right? Are Are you really there? You mm, know. Are you mm, really mm. Uh, engaged? Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he uh, crow here is just going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not so Watch impressed. Me. <laughs> I'm engaged. I fly. <laughs> you just sit there. You know, so is it language that gets in between us and nature, or is language a passage to nature? I think I think a bit of both. Yeah. Actually, it can take it can separate us, but it can also bring us there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's uh, it depends on who's writing what, mm-hmm. um, and some some people can lead you right into the heart of it by what they uh, what they write, but others, you know, as we know, yes. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a poem. It's probably propaganda from a, 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 multi, a right. multinational <laughs> exactly. that will separate us. Yes. Or, or a religion. Yes, which can for do sure. That. For yeah, sure. Can separate us um, from from our nature as, as animals. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I find myself continually when people say, the difference between humans and animals, I say, we are animals. Yeah, we are animals. <laughs> we are yeah. animals. We, we are were just animals. talking about that in relation to say veganism and yeah. how people treat the planet yes and it's almost like that with language you know it's not that language is not an appropriate way to address nature it's how how what respect yes. what nurturing exactly. an environment you know how you do it how you use the tool if you like of communication mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. language and it's not yes precisely it's not that you you use it 
but but how it's being used how is the soil being treated um, yes. how how are how are we uh, growing our our plants and, and treating our animals is much more important than do we eat this or do we eat that yes it's how do we eat it? Yeah. How do we use words? Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. How do we use them, and 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 uh, and how are they are they reaching us? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's the how part, um, if you like, yeah, the, rather than uh, the 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 that that you're doing it in yes. the first place. So Absolutely. I think that's ecological language is this. Uh, it's becoming more and more. Dare I say a thing? Um, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, and and poetry, and people are are writing a good deal more about it. Mm-hmm, and I know that mm-hmm. there's there's whole poetries of of ecology that yes. are being written. Yes. Oh, absolutely. There. And yeah, uh, and there's a whole fields of thought. I was working with a student oh, yeah. the other day on on Wordsworth's "I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud." Oh, yeah. And looking at it through an ecological lens yeah. to just see how was he you know, personifying the daffodils, how is he presenting himself in relationship to nature? Yeah. And as a poet coming back to his couch and being in the pensive mood and then suddenly being able to connect with them in a way he couldn't. Yeah. When he was in the actual space of them, you know, and how we often are like this as, you know, we're not able to fully absorb and, you know, or express at the time. At the time. Yeah. And that's, that is very quite difficult. You do have to Mm -hmm. take a little distance. Yeah. The emotion recollected in tranquility. Yes. Because you you have to run it through language. Yes. Yeah. And you can't. Bitch. It is, it is a bitch, but if you're out, if you're being Wordsworth out there with all those daffodils, all you're saying is, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a poem. Which is not a poem. No, but, but this is where. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, man. Because that's how Wordsworth talked. That's how he talked. Oh, well, we know this, yes. But he, he wouldn't have been suddenly spouting long lines of poetry. No. But was... he would have been gasping and, yes. and saying, oh, wow, this is, you know. This uh, is moving me, but be, I yeah. am wordless at this point. Yes. Because of the utterances. You, you yeah. can do. And, uh, and the language of the land mm-hmm. uh, has to settle in you, I think. Which is part of the respect. Yes, For it the is. language it's, and the land. And both. Yes. Both, yeah. And so I'm hoping, and maybe um, it, this, it will come to that, that the land will be able to speak more clearly through language mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not just our channels more, yes that that it can uh, it can speak itself and it's difficult because it's a medium between the land and and the ear if you like or the eye absolutely but it takes it takes time yes it does speaking of time we will be right back after a short break And we're back with Catherine Bittney, and I'm going to ask her the two questions that I ask all Canadian poets, starting with the biggie. Where, how did you start as a poet? And now, leap, where are you today? Oh boy, that's quite the leap. Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The first poem I ever wrote, I think I was 12 or 13. I just wrote it. But I had been given somewhere in my childhood uh, a, a copy of the Golden Treasury, mm-hmm. Palgrave's Golden yeah. Treasury, and of course I started to read that, and I and I'd been reading a little bit of the poetry that were in in our literature courses at at that time, and I thought, what the heck? And I wrote a poem, and I think I no, maybe I was in grade nine, maybe thirteen. And your mother was a poet, so yes. how did that complicate? Well, the thing is, she was writing, uh, and. I was writing, and 
there was no we no no we 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 you know we were all writing in our little world po po pockets not, uh. not not recognizing that the other was doing it oh <laughs> which I is see. actually kind of a yeah, good thing yeah it is kind of a good thing yeah. yeah so um so and then i wrote um a lot of the practice pieces through high school i practiced sonnets and this is all and the that, forms and all the old forms so that i got a kind of handle on yeah. on those things and then uh when i got into my late teens and in uh, university i started to break out into more uh or less formal yeah for material your... yeah yeah um and it kind of went from there um but um and so i'm leaping forward uh, where am I now? I'm <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> in, the, in the kitchen. Um, I I had a, a piece, a, a manuscript that this comes from mm. called that I was working on um, in the sort of between about sixteen and eighteen, um, twenty sixteen and yeah. eighteen, and uh, then my husband got very ill, and then he died, and um, when that all happened, it kind of all came to a screeching halt, yeah. and and I just couldn't do anything um, after he passed away. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. So, so it uh, paralysis. Yeah, it just total yeah. paralysis. Um, but I, you know, that's what happens that's sometimes. That's what grief does. Yeah, and so um, it's only been in the last few months that I've sort of gone back to the manuscript and started picking away at it and tinkering with the poems and stuff mm, like that mm. um, and trying to you know pick that manuscript back up again how has it felt different since working on it before uh, it hard well, to get back into it or yes it, in yeah. some ways but also you as you may know yourself the further you get from a piece the the more objective yes, you can be about the greater it. clarity you can have. yeah you can have yeah. a lot more clarity about the more you know does that piece belong in there yes so there's attached. yeah and yeah. you can and you can be a little more ruthless about yes. about doing the editing and so i found that to be the case um, but but I don't feel as connected to the uh, the pieces right. as I did when I was writing them because I would literally sit out every night in my porch with the door yeah. wide open in the middle of the winter. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, and tough. And, well, poets you know, have to be tough. They have to be tough. <laughs> and sometimes it was only for about fifteen minutes. You know, yeah. very bundled up. Yeah. But, but I did it because um, the 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 point of the the, the exercise the demanded it was yes, it demanded the sitting out and yes. listening and of watching. Of course, yes. And which including watching crows and listening to them. Yeah. And whatever was coming by. So that was the that was the practice. That was the ritual. That, that was, was like, the ritual. Like, like Wendell Berry's you know windows where he sat and he looked out the yeah. same window every day. Yes, yeah. it was the it was exactly the ritual. Uh, that I did, and I I tried sitting out elsewhere, uh, you know, like in the park in the summertime and stuff. But it didn't do it the way sitting in my porch did, and just uh, you know observing the street and listening. That was your framing. It was my framing yeah. thing. Was just sitting in the porch, and and, and honestly, I would be so bundled with <laughs> shawls. And you were seriously hats. framed. I you was could barely see anything. Oh. You were just like. <laughs> <laughs> but but it it did it did uh, remind me that you know you have to be connected to whatever's out there. Yes, including when it was dang cold. Oh, for sure. Um, That's part of the experience. It was you know? yes, and my fingers would be freezing, oh. and you know, and uh, and I would take a little glass of wine. By the time I was <laughs> done, it was so cold. It was you know, ice. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, iced wine. <laughs> but, well, yeah, you don't want to go that far. <laughs> Especially not red wine. No, but anyway, no, no. But, Gosh, don't go that far. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but that was the ritual. Yeah. And, and now I, I realize that I still do it. Yes. I still do the sitting out. Oh, yes. But I, don't, I hadn't written the poems. I yeah. just continue yes. to sit out yes and uh, that ritual is so powerful you know? it, yes it yeah. was yeah and that's for the ancient um, uh, uh, norse priestesses mm. uh, sitting out didn't have to have to be in their porch <laughs> but sitting out was yeah. uh was an exercise to to listen to the spirits to, oh, of course. It, yeah yeah um and to connect with the, the sky the yep. stars and so yep. on and so forth and so uh, so vital just just the the being in that space and watching and listening yeah i mean like i did that with the river for years yeah sitting every morning yeah. and you take your position yeah right and you just see what what may come yes and and that's exactly what what i was doing and then i stopped writing the poems i just kept on sitting out. yeah <laughs> but your body is it's still, still in there remembering and absorbing and it gathering. is yeah and i'm sitting you know? out there and go why am i out here it's you know, <laughs> minus 22 what am there's I no poem coming there's out no of it poem here. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps it's a way of re-entering yes the poems that i i'd left behind when my my husband passed away for sure so, of course yeah so do you find the 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 grief more directly entering now or is it still kind of I don't know. Filtered in a way. I, I don't know if it is or it, it's not. Um, because the the grief is its own thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if it comes out in the poems or not. Mm. Because I don't sit down and say, I shall now write a grief poem. No, of course Because not. it didn't come out yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, but I have, I think it will certainly under why everything yes including whatever editing i do yeah and i don't always know right you don't think well i will now put grief into my editing it no just, you just, it just, you know, it just uh, there. It, because it's such it's a, deep, a new landscape it's a new landscape yeah. and it's a part of the the fabric of of how i how i address language and poetry yeah now and any writing that of i do of course yeah. Your, your your whole vision shifts in a way. It totally. can't exclude that anymore. It can't exclude it. No. And um, on top of that grief, then I lost my oh, very yes. dear friend. This, yes, uh, yes. So I've got double. So hard, so two, hard. Yeah. Oh. That was two, oh, two heavy blows. So it yeah. was it was hard to get back into anything other than getting through the day. Definitely. Which yeah. is a huge victory. In it is, in a way. And I think, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that, you know, writing. Oh, poems. yeah. And I realized, you know, I get through a day. You're, you're being and doing. And yeah. this is like, yeah. this <laughs> yeah. is a huge task. It is. It you is, know? and 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 I realize that I don't have to, you know, I don't have to be, be uh, um, producing, doing anything other yeah. than getting through the day. And yes. now I can now open up again and look at my poems and say, oh, that line should come out. Yes, and I couldn't do that for no. a long time. No, yeah, no, because there's not enough of that 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 distance. No, um, to have that kind of no, there's seeming just sort clarity. Of huge. Uh, what is it? it? I'm thinking of a lump of ice yeah. or yeah. something. The, that, the, the black ice. The black ice yeah. that, that, that you can't, you just can't, you know, there it is. It's an impasse. You, it's an impasse. Yeah. And so I think maybe I'm trying to get Melting a little melting bit. A melting a little bit, yeah. Gotta, you've melted a little wormhole yeah. through you it, you know. It and then I can get to 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 something. And But I, I, it, grief is, it, everyone has their own. Yeah. 
way of of addressing it. For yes. me, it was just it was just numbness. Um, mm-hmm, you know, I just couldn't mm-hmm, do dick. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. You kept getting and through. That's absolutely valid. Yeah. And normal. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, <laughs> when you lose, when you lose your forty-year oh, partner. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's, you know, like, can't even imagine. How do you? It's, how do you carry on your whole being? You yeah. know, like you're all so connected somatically. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? But also and, psych- yeah, psychically. psychically and every. Yeah, every part. No differentiation. Two years he's gone, and I still think, well, I should ask him about. Oh, I know. know, When you fall off the cliff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Well, I need to wait and ask him. You know, when Um, when he died, I had to get rid of all his clothes right away. Yeah, you you have. Whereas I did the opposite. I still have Chris's clothes. in the closet, so that occasionally I can smell them. You know, like it's just different ways. Different ways. I couldn't. I because I didn't want to come upstairs and And see he's coming home. He's coming home. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want have that illusion. I do not want to tell myself he's coming home. And I didn't at the time because I couldn't. And yeah, he, you know, so yeah. I had to get rid of all yeah. of that. The reminders. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're all in here, all the reminders. Yes, like the now externals. they're here. So yeah. all of those things yeah. are the things that you have to fight through. Yes. Um, you know, when That's you're, right. when you're, when you lose, when you lose somebody. And now I, I didn't want to lose my poems. No. Or my manuscript. It. Yeah. But it ex- may yeah. come up very differently. Yeah. When it's finished. Of course it will. Yeah. No, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Like it's, it's. It's gone through, you know, so many, you know, circum, you know, nambulatory it has. passageways yeah. to get to this place. So, like yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be transformed It's, it's in going to be ways. different, yeah. It's yeah. going to be different than I thought it was, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's fine. It will be whatever yeah. it's supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and I think that the, the poetry that comes through grief, even if it's not directly about grief, mm-hmm is some of the most powerful poetry. Well, it's, you know? it's, it's, it cannot be anything but truthful. Yes, that's right. It, it, grief is one of those It won't let you not be truthful. No. Yeah, you're going to get to the core, and you're going to do it now. Yeah, and you're not going to walk know? all the way through it. Yeah. And, and uh, so you, there's no there's no not truthfulness no. That, that, um, that can come out. That's <laughs> even, right. Even that's in a right. poem where the, the crow even laughs at crow. you. Yeah, which yeah. is incredibly honest. The crow is laughing at you. Yeah. It's, it's hard and for humans. I'm the poet or I'm a shaman or I'm, a, I'm in control. Yes, I'm like, in control. And then, you know, I can do this and that. And the po- <laughs> yeah, no, no, the no. Crow goes, the, crow, hey. the crow is grief. The crow is death. The yeah. crow says, Pfft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and make your plans, yes. human. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I'm, go- I'm just going to peck over here. And yeah. Yeah. Clean, clean up some food because that's, you know, that's, that's what, what I do. Doing. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah. That's right. I'm getting through my day. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> So after talking about grief, it almost seems like frivolous and silly to talk about this last question, but it's a preoccupation of mine because I'm always interested in how things work and how they fall apart and how they could be ameliorated. And this is specifically about the Canadian poetry scene and what you still love or attach to and what you would change or shift about this often strange world. It's a very strange world. It's changed a lot since I began writing which yes. was like 40 but or began publishing yeah which would be in the 70s i guess and 
uh, massively uh, different. In massively the different. They, there was a lot more um, openness and and, uh, um, and freedom. Mm -hmm. I think there may have been a lot of crappy poetry too, and there was. Sure. There always is. There always is. Yeah. Um, but um, I think when you began to come into the eighties and nineties, and there was a lot uh, more formality, um, and by that I mean um, people were. Um, more going through creative writing yes, at universities. Yes, more institutionalized. More institutionalized, yeah. and there was a, um, a, a sameness. Yes, There's, homogeneity. There was, yeah, yeah. yeah, and and so um, when I was, uh, for some years, uh, I, I would be doing a lot of the kind of pre-sorting for Prairie Fire, and I would find, this is a decent poem, but it, it's the same as that one, yes. and I don't know how many more yes. of those I yes. really want to read. They're competent. Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this we so much over the years, because this is yes. one of our big beefs, big is that beefs. it's like people aren't coming down their own individual paths yeah. that are unique and, you know, like strange and weird. And, you know, I think about, I don't know, Patrick Lane and his path yeah. and it's just like nobody else could have had that path no. and then all of a sudden you have all these people that are almost having the same path well this is and, kind you know, of exactly yeah. I mean there was Pat Lane and there was Pat Friesen yeah. and people that I sort of came up with yeah with yeah. uh in that generation and there was and you're and all quirky characters quirky characters you, know, but you also, speak your mind yep and, like, and also mainly self-taught yes um and that is by reading yeah. and listening autodidact and, you yeah. know like that's 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 really being lost like the, the respect yeah. for the autodidact yes i think you know? it has yeah. uh, that's one of the things that does and my and i remember my mother complaining about that oh yeah and she was also an autodidact yeah um and uh but man did she practice oh yeah you have you know, to she read herself yeah. silly and yeah. uh but then she was a very fine poet yeah and same thing with pat lane pat friesen people of that yeah generation the, the um, Pete trower and yeah uh, joe rosenblatt joe Ro you know, that's oh my <laughs> god what an autodidact who was like him and nobody <laughs> exactly and mm. so there was a um more individuality i think um uh, more risk-taking oh yeah because um, you weren't those... as afraid to piss people off in the same way people are now. Like they think, well, if I'm too critical or if I write too radically or what have you, yeah. I might piss off so-and-so and then I won't get my money from the jury or I won't get this prize. Well, it, it ends up too much of that ended up happening, I think, which is too bad. Yeah. Um, incestuous interminglings of everything you know yeah, well, that's this is what happens when you get uh you know uh, i think when you get uh, a kind of school schoolness yes um and there was many different schools but yeah. before there were those schools there were the schools that shaped themselves like the ones that like Lane was in like black example. mountain yeah exactly the, yeah and they were their own schools but they were self-taught yeah um, and uh, they were they they created Bill Bissett. The, the, there you go. House, there was you know, a that whole that yeah. whole bunch. Um, there there was some very very uh, risk taking and yeah. daring poets, and there are still some very very good poets. Oh, absolutely! Uh, that are coming up. I think of uh, Bas Kavanaugh, for example. She's fairly very an excellent poet. Um, oh, what's his name? He's got. Ugh. I'm sorry, I forgot. That's okay. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many. But there, <laughs> but there I mean, are like some Like Joe that... Denham or Melanie Siebert or Eve yeah. HD. There's yeah. lots of really good, really good younger poets that are yeah. writing really brilliant work and that have visions. Yeah. But somehow they're just not allowed to be characters anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To me, I, it's yeah. Just... I don't. 
be a character, yeah. you know, and, and write your own thing. As as my mother said, and I totally agree with her, she'd rather have a poem that's a bit on the raggy side but makes you go whoopsie Yes, when you read it. Makes uh, you th- go whoopsie. That's exactly well, that's, it. To me, yes. if that poem doesn't make me go whoopsie. Yeah. And you know what I mean by that. That's you like read Emily it, Dickinson. Go, yeah. It makes yeah. me so cold. No fire can warm me. Yeah. You know, cutting off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> that, then if it doesn't give me whoopsie, um, I'm, I'm saying, well, that's nicely done, dear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pat, 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 but, yeah, but yeah. really, uh, you know, um, and maybe it makes somebody else go whoopsie. I don't know, but it doesn't make me do it. <laughs> if I don't want to read it again. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I just got everything out of that. Yeah. Match. If, if by about the third or fourth line, I'm going, my mind is wondering, <laughs> thinking either I have to really force myself, and you have to if you're like reading yes, through for, course. you know, sorting poems. And if it doesn't by then, um, I'm, I'm probably not going to no. uh, like this. Well, I never know, I never understand why publishers take so long, or presses or, or magazines take so long to make decisions. Because to me, whenever I have to be on a jury, I ditch poems right, left, and center by oh, the yeah. first or second line. Well, I because I know yeah. it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. No. You know, and and sometimes uh, uh, sometimes one has to force oneself. Oh to go yeah, through. for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I think that's um, where I'm at with it, and I think we're on the same page yes, on we that. Are, that yeah. I would like. To, to be a lot more freedom, a lot more risk taking. Again, mm-hmm. uh, again, a return to to the uh, the yeah, self taught, the autodidact. Yeah. And why can't these poets teach in university? Why can't they influence the next, you well, know, generation? Yes, but that was then. He would yes. never be able to. He, now. No, he couldn't. Musgrave no. wouldn't be able to. Brett wouldn't no. be able to. That's true. This is a true loss. Yes, it is. You know? It is, yeah. They don't even want me there, and I have a master's degree, but I don't have a doctorate. No. You know? Bingo! Stay out. Stay out. And you're not obedient. And I'm a bit of a nut. Well, you may be a bit of a nut, but you're also not obedient. I'm not obedient. No, no. and that's one of the, the things that I think is is troublesome. Is yeah, there's not there's there's an unspoken requirement of obedience to something. As a poet, I just yeah. think it's so appalling. If you can't have a freedom, you can't have you can't have you know a rebelliousness. No, as a poet, no, you what can't. What do you have? You don't. You got to toe a bloody line as a poet. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> people ask me, um, you know, what did you take in university? You know, because they and they all thought I would say, oh, yeah. I studied English, and I say, no, I studied religion. Yeah. Because the because I write poetry. Yes. And uh, then and the last has thing, to feed poetry. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do was to be, uh, you know, uh, to be tied up in 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 that. Uh, um, what is it? Writing about writing? Writing about writing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And being, you know, that's not, I can read the books. Yes. I don't, but I don't yes. want to write papers on them. No. I, I'd rather be, be writing papers on, you know, something else. Yeah. Um, and, that's right. And then let my mind, uh, let my poetic mind. Yes. Uh, and, and language. Is what nurtures the material. Yeah. You know? I think I learned. This is going to sound really weird to you, but when I was in, in uh, young and uh, in the 1970s, I worked a lot in advertising. Yeah. And uh, I worked in radio and television, and I worked in some agencies. And mm-hmm. one of the things I learned 
was how to to um, to tighten material writing because you had thirty seconds or you had sixty right. seconds. Right. You had so many column no luxury inches. of words. No, yeah. uh, so many column inches on a uh, and so on and so forth. And so I really it helped shape um, uh, being being a good editor of yes. my own work. You know, um, to cut the excess, you yeah, know, you don't, you, you don't, yeah, it's no you bullshit. You're no, gonna... <laughs> no, you can't, not a, not yeah, a word no out room. of place, yeah. no room. And, yeah. and that, that helped me shape. That's really important. It is. Yeah, that discipline. It was the discipline. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so once I got a handle yeah. on that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you go, you move on uh, to just, uh, it, it, it entered the, the thing that that grinds out the poems, if you know what I mean, the yes. language, the, uh, but also the the rhythm and the shaping and when to stop. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. For having that, I mean, it seems like an organic sense, but it's actually a trained discipline. It's a trained sense. discipline. It becomes organic. Yes, it does. And so <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, a thirty second radio sh- spot is not a poem. No, but it, but it sure shapes helps, language. But it shapes yeah. language, and it can shape rhythm. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, even in a podcast, you have to know when to stop. Yeah. You can't just ramble on endlessly and expect people to want to listen. Like and I've heard podcasts like that. Please, yeah. two hours, two and a half hours, three hours with one poet. I don't care if it's Jory Graham. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to an interview that's that long. Not that long. It has no. to be somewhat shaped. It has to yeah. be its own entity. It can't just be talk as long as you want about mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll interrupt once in a while, but really often the interviewers are so full of awe and reverence. It's more they just let them ramble ad infinitum. Oh. Oh. The crow says, the crow what? Says, the crow says, yeah, you fancy yourself an artist. <laughs> Patooey, Patooey. <laughs> Does your poem go whoopsie? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sure there are going to be people who say, "Oh my God, that old woman." <laughs> they should be so lucky to hear the words of this old woman. <laughs> she's she's a sort of failed poet, you know. <laughs> no such thing. Well, no, but <laughs> there's failed human beings. Well, well there is that, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> She talks about whoopsies and, and advertising and crows, <laughs> and crows laughing at you. <laughs> and all of this sounds incredibly reasonable to me. It does. Well, you know, of course it does, you know. Yeah. And, and, and and I recall one of for one of my books that somebody um one of the critics had the had the smarts to notice that and and said, I can't remember who it was, that the poems are spells. Poems are spells. Yes. Absolutely. And I thought, well, good on you for noticing. Yes. You know, and yes. I can't even remember who that critic was. It was one of the huh. reviews of one of my books. Brilliant. Yeah. But that's that is it. exactly right. They are spells. Yes. You know, um, and that's one of the things that poems were to begin with. Absolutely they are. Yeah. And the that's best so poetry, power. the strongest poetry, it's always spells. They, they're always spells. Yeah. They, they have power. Mm-hmm. They do shit. They do shit. <laughs> Doing shit with Catherine Benny through poetry's spells. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.